the way that I minister. Okay, so there's ministers and preachers that there's different ways to do it. And some people minister and preach with leading with scripture. So everything they do, they don't come from firsthand experience. They're saying things like, well, scripture says, and so therefore this means, and then the ones that lead with the Bible, their scripture behind them, where they preach and teach in a way where they're sharing an experience that happened to somebody else. And, and it's like a sad experience and there's like, um, there still isn't an integration of what that experience was there to teach them. And so they'll like say something about, you know, their child who is suffering in this way. And then they, they back that suffering up with scripture. And so you lead, you leave the, the, the sermon feeling sad and feeling like, um, you better not do certain things or else this bad thing is going to happen. And I, I feel that a lot of the times when I go to Christian um, churches, um, there's like, there's this worship where, where we're getting up and we're singing <clears throat> and we're singing in a way of like begging God to um, um, purify us because we are so sinful. And God is simply saying, just stop missing the mark and you won't be a sinner. But we were born into original sin when we took that bite from the apple and fell from Garden of Eden through judgment. It's asking us to bring God back into our life and therefore we won't be missing the mark and therefore we won't be sin- sinful. And so there's those two ways where you're you're not you're you're afraid to do things and you're leading with scripture and you're preaching in that way of like don't do this because scripture says blah 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 or this bad thing happened and scripture is there to uh, tell you why or tell you that that's supposed to happen or whatever, and then leave you feeling um, afraid and guilty. Or there's a way to to minister and preach beside scripture or beside whatever it is that, of course, in miracles, whatever. And that's how I have led um, the daily prayer sacred circle gathering that I did at my communion with Jesus in the morning. And he always talks to me while I'm getting ready and in the shower and all through the day, but that's when I'm consciously surrendering and asking. And so he'll bring something to my attention or he'll tell me what I'm focusing on. It always goes with the course lesson of the day or like I'll say something and it'll be, and then later I'll read the Jesus calling for the day and it'll be like that exact prayer that came through me to say to this person was exactly what was in um, Jesus calling. And I know that it's going to be like that with the the one-year Bible. I've already seen it literally in, in today's lesson. And so the way that I um, minister is beside it. And so I would, sometimes I would read what the lesson was for the day. Um, but often it was sharing the lesson of the day and then how I was walking that out, how that was showing up in my life and reflecting that to them. So not only am I um, am I saying this is what it says, but I'm saying, and this is how it's showing up in my life, and this is how I've implemented this course lesson and walked it out. Because Jesus has always said, teach and, and preach while you learn, while you heal. Um, don't get to the other side and then 
preach to them from across the Grand Canyon and expect them to leap. No, instead, walk beside them. You fall down, tell them how you got back up. When you fall down, share that with them. But don't share it from a place of trying to get sympathy or anything like that. Instead, show them that you're human. Show them that you make mistakes and show them how you forgiven yourself or forgive yourself and and heal yourself and get back up and the one year bible about um the woman who he marries the prostitute and then you know she goes off and then when she's reclaimed um they're saying like don't do your ceremonies with the moon and don't you know um abstain from sex because she was using that as a way to distract herself or take herself away from God because ultimately that lesson for today is is giving us a parallel to what we experience on the human journey. We come down here in our individual perspectives and in our egos and in our little in individual egos and we go away from God. We start to worship false idols and we we think that the way that we we look or how we smell is is what's important and and worshiping you know, false idols or these divination tools and things of that nature that are not god but they can be used as a tool to allow us to receive god or they can be used as a weapon to take us away from god right and everything can be used as a blessing or a curse, depending on our level of consciousness and our willingness to receive um, the the pureness of what that energy is. I feel like that's like such a, a beautiful parallel of of going away from God and getting really confused and and thinking that we need to sell ourselves. And then her having those three children and the first one, you know, might have been his who knows? But then the second one coming from the name that they gave her was unloved, right? And the meaning, the translation was unloved. And um, and then the the second boy to be born, the meaning of his name was like, not my people. And so there is something to that where we need to understand that the Torah or the Bible, but the Torah in, in its original um writings it is um a blueprint it is um a matrix it's it's the fabric of the reality in which we are perceiving from is created from the torah that's why they have the bible code and everything like that and so we can look in in the torah in the bible and do a skip code and we can find the answers to all of the probable um, potentials and that's that's the information that i tap into when i'm working with people and i'm looking at their potential timelines because it's already there in the matrix of it and so what jesus did when he came through to helen for a course in miracles was he was giving us a new matrix or a new blueprint or like He's saying not not even new, but the um, a, a more purified form for the consciousness of the ego to perceive. And so there is something to that to understand that there is this consciousness of um, being born of a being a bastard child and and being unloved because you are essentially it is she was using her creative um, power to miscreate, right? And so 
what needs to be taught there is that we have the power to miscreate. And we've miscreated a lot of things on this planet that we need to take ownership and responsibility for. And we need to do something different. And so um, to, to say, you're not my people and you're unloved, that separated consciousness. But then when she chooses to um, go back to God, essentially, then it is all loved. And, and that's just to say, it's not that God is a punishing God or anything like that. It's to understand that you're going to experience your own wrath when you go away from God. You are going to uh, experience your own chaotic destruction because you are away from your source, your, your life force, your, um, your light. And so you can only miscreate when you're walking around in the darkness of your ego illusions, which is the enemy, right? And so even to say like, um, like when you are um, a Christian or following God or whatever, that you're safe from the enemy. Well, that's just to say that you're choosing to listen to the voice of God over the voice of the ego. So ultimately, when a person is taking a malicious action on another person, so say a person is harming a child, that child is actually that person, the abuser, right? Has to come back to deal with whatever it is that they, the harm against they do to others. They've already been reincarnated because time is merely an illusion and it's all spiral. And so that child that they are harming is actually themselves who they've projected outwardly to manifest so that they could learn their lesson. So ultimately, yes, we're all going to be dealt with and the wrath of our ego is going to come because when we're walking away from God, we're going to, it leads us into the chaos of the ego illusions. But what you can surrender is the fear about sharing the word. So when you were talking about the prophecy book, instantly Jesus was showing me this walk that I've been doing with him. I understand not misleading God's children. Like I have, I have, that's probably been one of my biggest hurdles in this life is fear of sharing because not wanting to be wrong. And so with A Course in Miracles, with Jesus calling, and now with the Bible and with tarot, Jesus doesn't allow me to pick anything up until he takes me through the lesson. And so like when I got the the Bible, the new, the one year Bible, I was going to start with the January um, lessons, but he said to start with the current day. With the current day's lesson, it's talking about surrendering the makeup and um, the perfumes and um, this woman who was like prostituting herself. And like literally, that's what I've been going through of like surrendering the makeup, surrendering all of the illusions that I think that I need in order to be who I am. My walk with Jesus is he didn't allow me to get A Course in Miracles or he didn't guide me to get A Course in Miracles until he had personally taken me through the lessons. With Jesus Calling, same thing. I'm not guided to read a certain day's lesson if I haven't already personally experienced it, where I'm not going to pick it up and be able to relate it to an experience that he has walked me through. We are walking in two different dimensional spaces of awareness, right? And so he's placed us together because you can surrender all fear of feeling like you may lead children astray because I'm never going to allow you in front of me or in my presence to lead people astray, right? 
Instead, we're just going to provide this, this container for both of us to meet the Lord, to um, bring forth what um, the dispensation was for the day and how we received it and integrated it in our lives. If at any time we're coming from a level of, I'm afraid to share this or I don't actually feel like I, I know what I'm talking about, then we just, we, we get that space to just say, you know, I don't know if I've actually ever had a personal experience or if I really know what it's talking about. And we can open it up. And people love that. When you humble yourself and you say, I don't, I would love some clarity on this because I'm not really understanding it. There's no need for us to fear because we're not sharing it as this is what is being ordained by God, blah, blah, blah. Like it is being ordained by God. But the thing is, you can surrender your fear because you're not leading it. He is, right? And so we need to just allow it to be playful. We're just sharing our process, our walk with God, and we're doing it publicly to inspire other people's walks with God. So if you do it from that perspective and just understand that we're just planting seeds, and in planting those seeds, we're going to be met with resistance because people fear their light. But even when you're met with resistance, you're still planting a seed. And so regardless if, if we were there to watch that seed germinate, blossom, bloom, and flourish to full completion, we still planted the seed. We still are fulfilling the Lord's mission for us that is being ordained through us. And so what I saw with the, the prophecy book is it's not that you're being tempted. Like there is times where you know there's something coming up and, and maybe there's um, a fear on your heart that you feel like you're not able to fulfill what is being asked of you. But then just like ask again, because he would never put something on you that like, and you always have free will. So if there's something coming through that you don't feel comfortable with, he's not going to judge you for that. He's just going to give that assignment to somebody else. So don't ever feel like your assignments from God are coming from a burdensome place because that's not how the Lord wants you to experience it, you know? And yeah, it's awkward to give a person a message like your neighbor, but you can just say, hey, this prophetic word is coming to me from the Lord for you. Are you open to receive it? And then she can say yes or no. And if she says no, that's her God-given right. And there's no judgment in that. And so it allows for you to surrender like playing God, you know, or needing the tools, you know, because that, that prophetic word was coming through you and you didn't need the tools. But ultimately, it was allowing for her, it was instilling um, faith within her because, and it was instilling faith within you. It was like double checking your work. Just remember that the messages that are coming to you don't belong to you. And so it's not up to us who receives the messages from God. It's just up to us to share what is coming through from God to us, through us to be shared. And then leave people to do what they're going to do with it and understand that we're going to be met with resistance because that initial seed, it, it can either be met with this, this grace and this desire and this um, thankfulness, or it can be met with you're rubbing up against something that is a shadow. And so when you bump somebody and they're in the dark, the the normal reaction is to jump back or to defend. And so to just not have judgment about that, to just understand that that's just what it is and we're just planting a seed and it has nothing to do with us and just dusting, you know, the dirt off of our 
boots and <laughs> continuing on. But then to also like not expect that from the world, right? Like we're expecting to show up and be loved and like be held in grace and gratitude. And, and that's what we are. We're setting up the container and we're saying this is the level of respect that I am commanding be um, given me. And we just set that a container. And sometimes when we show up with fear in our heart because we're afraid of uh, leading people astray or we're afraid of getting it wrong, people can sense that fear and then they think that you're misleading them. And so I just know that there's nothing that we need to fear because everything's being um, guided, right? And if any time either of us get off on a tangent or we're going into ego illusions, we just invite the other person to um, gracefully guide us back to center, right? And then, and we're always checking ourselves. So we're not going in and just being unconscious. We're really putting presence into this and an experience. And just know that if there's something that's keeping you from this book, you could you could see it as something outside of you that's tempting you. But ultimately, it's just you tempting you. And it's that judgment that you're doing something wrong that is a temptation. So ultimately, like, you might be walking in divine alignment. You were told to get the book. Every single day, are you asking if it's time to read the book? If you're ready for the lessons that are coming in the book? Because that's that's the the walk, right? Like to ask every single day, but we get ahead of ourselves. And I did this with the 40 day challenge when, um, Jesus said that I was getting distracted. And instead of asking him what I was getting distracted about, I made my own judgments. And I was like, Oh, it's because I didn't finish the colon cleanse. And I got distracted in this relation and I got carried away. And he was like waiting for me to come back and ask again. And when I finally just stopped and I was like, oh, and then so I need to do this. And I was like making plans. I was just like getting really carried away. And then I was like, wait, what was I getting distracted with? And he said that I was getting distracted in wanting to put my relationship before the daily prayer. And he said, it doesn't matter like when I recorded the prayer. So stop holding myself to that time frame. But just make sure that my first priority is to do the daily prayer, no matter when it's going to be. And then have your relationship. Just make sure that God comes first. And so I feel like with the, the, the book, you're not giving yourself credit for there is something within you that isn't ready to receive. Um, and that can either be because he's walking you through it and on a personal level, he's waiting for you to have these divine revelations, these prophetic um, experiences through you. And then he's going to bring you to that page in the book that is going to confirm what you just experienced to illuminate it more. So it doesn't feel um, like you're going crazy or like you're doing something wrong or like, however the feelings are that come up when, when a prophetic word is coming through you. And it feels uncomfortable. And so I would just surrender the judgments or the attachments to doing something on the timeline that you 
told yourself that it needed to be. Like he just told you to get the book. He didn't tell you to start reading it. Or maybe he did, but maybe he only said to read page one. And so it's about us just remembering to go back to him as often as possible and asking again, remembering that the guidance, just like you said, the guidance for me could be different than the guidance from you. And I think that it's important that for us to just stay, if something comes through that you need to do or that I'm going to surrender or whatever, and it doesn't feel right. Well, that's, that's just it, right? Like we're sharing our own walk and journey. It's not, and we're, we're bringing people or we're, we're, we're illuminating people out of the darkness of going to a teacher to meet God. Instead, we're having an experience, a relationship with God, and we're sharing what that experience is with people so that it can then plant a seed of a illumination of their experience with God, right? And when you're giving a prophetic word, I'm definitely going to receive that and, and allow that to build upon whatever I'm getting, right? But if something comes through that you need to do and it doesn't feel like an alignment for me, that's going to be the beautiful dance that we get to do to where we get to teach people that it's not cookie cutter. It's not about everybody being the same in this way. And that's how you get to God. It's about every single day surrendering who we think we are to ask God for guidance and allowing for our lives to be guided in every moment. And that is how we get back home. Surrendering all of the, the judgments, attachments, and the addictions and all of that, that we, we see the lessons differently. Because we don't need to go into it and fight because I fully want to receive your perspective. Because by receiving your perspective, it's going to illuminate something within mine that I didn't see. And the same goes for you. And maybe sometimes we're going to be perfectly in alignment and we're going to be like, yep, that's exactly what I was receiving from it. And da, 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 da. And we're going to be like perfectly harmonious. But we have to remember that we came down to this planet that is based on the law of mirroring, the law of contrast, the law of um, duality and polarity and contrasting mirrors, right? And so it's by us having a different perspective lens to view the world through that we see the whole picture clearly. So we get to get excited about having different views, but not have a resistance about those differences, creating that harmony within diversity.